uh, we put this podcast together here. We, there are three of us sitting around a table. Uh, my name is Scott. There is Jimbo. And there is Joey. And uh, Joey has so many different names. We're always not quite, quite sure what to call him. But um, <laughs> so you might hear different names popping up for him throughout the throughout the conversations. But um, we've we've called it three. And uh, Jimbo actually came up with that idea. So hey, Jimbo, why don't you tell us a little bit about why why you thought three might be a good idea? Three has a whole bunch of different reasons why we chose three. Uh, mainly, the three pillars of this podcast, what we try to hopefully get out of each episode is to inspire, motivate, as well as educate. Obviously, that's a bold task for the three of us, but we're going to try our best with that. Um, as well as Joe having many different names. Jimbo <laughs> was adopted by me as well from this group. That's uh, crazy. Some people know me as Jimbo. You may hear Jimmy. You may hear Jim, James. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I have a different name, so... You'll hear a lot of different names throughout this podcast for both Joe and myself. But three in general, it works on so many different levels. Like we were talking about pre-production here, there's obviously the spiritual end of things with the three, and then there's our three pillars of the podcast. And it's amazing in my everyday life how often three pops up. And all week gearing up to this first podcast, I was thinking over and over again, for some reason, a huge number three kept popping up. I just think it's a very fitting name for our new adventure here today. When you say inspire, motivate, and educate, I know we talked about that, um, uh, you know, before we got to today. But what what exactly is there any particular areas that we're hoping to go after? I know we've we've all got some. We all have different backgrounds. We all have different stories. What's what are we going to be able to do to to? And that's a good follow up. the The main reason inspire motivation and educate came up uh, myself personally one of the main things that i'm most proud of in my life is that i am sober at the age of 28 years old i hit a bottom that i never thought would actually be possible and i was drinking against my own will at that point hmm. and at that point i was a broken man but thankfully due to a 12-step program and a lot of great support from men all over this country and world because I was living in the Virgin Islands at the time when I got sober, so there was a lot of men down there, and then moving back here six months later. But the, the Virgin Islands have a lot of men? Men in sobriety, surprisingly. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a nice little core group of probably, I don't know, 10 to 12 solid dudes that had lots of sobriety in an island format. That's definitely not something you usually find. It's usually the <laughs> yeah. complete opposite, for sure. That's what everybody thinks of when they think of the islands is like, hey, a party scene. <laughs> Lots of men. Lots of men. No. <laughs> we wanted women. <laughs> Why are there so many men? <laughs> Why, and they're all, they're all sober. But, um, okay, I'm sorry. But, uh, how, okay, I don't, I know, I know Jimbo limited. Um, but what's, what took you to the Virgin Islands? How'd you end up down in the Virgin Islands? Uh, basically family friend was moving down there and he, uh, extended the olive branch per se and asked if I wanted to join him. And my life at that time being in shambles, I, uh, decided it would be a perfect fit to move 3000 miles away from home with <laughs> $1,100 in cash in my wallet and two suitcases and tried to give it a go. And it worked for about two and a half years until it stopped working in a big way. How old were you? I moved down there when I was 26 and came okay. back uh, about two years later. 
So that's like a mid-twenties dream. Yeah, I was living the cocktail dream, actually bartending on the beach and trying to do all those fun things. But it definitely... I don't regret the decision, obviously, because it got to me where I am today, but it was a lot of fun, and then it just slowly took its course for sure. Wow. Yeah, okay, so so you're down in the Virgin Islands. Um, uh, I took us off track there, but you, you were just talking about how you had done that and you came back, and now one of the names that you haven't mentioned that uh, that you have if I can say it, is Mr. 3000. Oh, we, uh, I forgot Joe, about that one. Yeah, yeah. Joe, <laughs> I named him that. Or Joe, I didn't name that. A guy that we know named him that, and it kind of stuck for me. Yeah. I, I, I instantly uh, put his name in my phone as Mr. 3000. Mr. 3000. <laughs> I'll touch on that briefly, and then we can try to hopefully move on to Joey and get his story here as well, why he inspires, motivates, and educates. <laughs> the reason I got the name Mr. 3000 is I love to – Look at my sobriety in one day chunks, um, because if I tried to do this at the age of 28, if I said I was never going to drink again, there's no way it would ever happen. But it was introduced to me. All I had to do it was for one day at a time, and that started the counter. So currently, today, I have 3,183 days of continuous sobriety. That's awesome. And that's all because of a power greater than myself and that program that I mentioned earlier. But the name Mr. 3000, unfortunately, stuck. We have a friend sent me a text the other day. He said, hey, I'm joining your club. I'm officially Mr. 1000. He celebrated <laughs> 1000 days. So now he's trying to get on. I said I'd call him 1K for the time being, but nice. it's catching on. But yeah, I'm, like I said at the very beginning, the biggest shock to me still to this day at this point is that it's gone that long. I never thought at the time and the place I was at at that time that now I'd be looking back 3,183 days later still doing this yeah that's awesome it just it's I mean, still hard to believe why i stuck them or i didn't stick them with the name but why uh i like to use it is because it's it's an inspiration to me i mean i'm a few years behind him but uh that number's awesome and one day at a time's pretty sweet the way to look at it you know and who wouldn't want to share a name with cal ripkin Right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the sports not the Jimbo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will go with the Iron Man any day of the week. Yeah. Now, Joe, you just said you're a couple years behind. Why don't you fill the listeners in exactly what you meant by that? Um, I got sober August fourth, two thousand eleven, and uh, I'm big. I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason, and um. Jimbo came into my life about five years ago, and I think eventually you'll hear about Jimbo's story, but he was getting 12-step before, long before he even got sober. And uh, I think God put Jimbo into my life. Uh, he moved into my house, and it was pretty much a bachelor pad. And uh, the funny thing is, the day he asked to move in and rent a room off me, I was hammered. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's going to love living here. <laughs> Well, sure enough, I'd say about... He's leaving out details of that story, of course, because I walk into a pool party where there's people walking around half-naked, drunk, drinking margaritas. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's 3.30 in the afternoon. I was like, oh, my God, did I make the wrong decision here? <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but go ahead, Joe. But, yeah, that, uh, he ended up moving into the basement. The uh, funny thing is, what, a couple months, what, a month or two months in, I'm stumbling down the steps, knocking on his door. It's like, hey, Jim, how'd you... How'd you uh, start into that program? How'd you get sober? <laughs> I want that. <laughs> and um, 
like I said, God, I feel, put him into my life. And uh, I think that night or the day after, we ended up talking about it, going to a meeting. And uh, five years later, this is where I sit. It's been a... And that's kind of how I met you, Scott, through Joey. Um, right. Poker it was kind of nice. It was a poker game. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of nice to know that uh, when Joey decided to go all in on the sobriety thing, that he had a great support cast like family like yourself that would host a family poker night and stuff like that for fun. So that's why I met you, your wife, obviously your daughter at that time as well. So it's just pretty crazy how everything, again, all three parts, I would have never met you, obviously, if I hadn't met Joe, but right. everything ties in together there. And I think over the upcoming weeks when we do this podcast, you'll hear lots of laughter, lots of joking, but to the core of it, if you cut it pretty thick, we have some pretty cool stories and we've come through a lot. We've persevered, all of us, either illness, sickness, being a drunk, all those different things. We are now where we're at now, and we're able to talk to you guys about exactly how we got here, and it's going to be a pretty awesome ride, so I hope you enjoy it. Well, and um, as coming off of that, um, Joey, you had, you had said coming in, you were thinking um, something was going on in, in your head to talk about but in regards to control. Was there, was there a, something that happened that, that brought you to that topic, or... Well, I just feel like before my sobriety, I was trying to control every aspect of my life. And I thought um, that I was the man. I was the one calling the shots and come to realize uh, that it's not me. It's actually God uh, leading me in the direction. I can push myself one way as much as I can, but if it's not meant to be, it's not going to happen. And uh, no matter how hard I try to force it, uh, if that's not God's plan, then it don't work. Right. <laughs> and uh, that's just what I was thinking about on the way over, just because I just feel that the way I was brought up and the way that my family is, that you always want to be in control, whether it's you always want to be the driver in the car or you always want to, you, you want to own your own business. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. We it's just, we just thing, took a but, trip down, uh, uh, Doctor Phil territory there. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. Where, where, where were we going? With, um, <clears throat> we had multiple cars going somewhere. Oh, we were going to Splash Lagoon. Splash Lagoon. Okay, so so it's eerie. We're we're based out of Pittsburgh here. So so it was we're going you know an hour and a half, couple hours north, and um, and I asked Joey. I'm like, hey, because I'm riding with him. We've got a car behind us. I said, hey, do you know where we're going? No, I do not. <laughs> I said, but but you have to be in the first car because like, we don't know where we're going. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, you know, the people behind us, they know where we're going. Yeah, I know. I still had to be in the front. I still had to be in the front. So what he's saying is he takes his control back on a daily basis. <laughs> but God is very quick to put me right back in my place. Yeah. Yeah, through people like me going, could you let the person who knows where they're going get in front just so we get there? Well, I do think that um, I think that, that idea of control is, is really important to understand that we're not the ones in control. And um, uh, I think back to, to a story of a, a friend of mine who's, who grew up Amish. Um, and he would tell these stories where he said, Hey, you, you could work and we live in, we have got some farmland around us, but, but he said, 
as farmers, you could do everything possible right. You could plant at the right time. You could, you could go out and you could plow those fields. You could do everything the right way. But the reality is, if there's too much rain, if there's too little rain, if there's not enough sun, whatever the issue, that's out of your control. You do what you can, but then the rest of that, that's not in your control. You've got to just kind of sit and allow that what you did was good enough and whatever results come from that, now you just have to, you just kind of have to absorb and learn to roll with. Absolutely. And not to deviate off the subject here, Scott, at all, but what freaks me out a lot, and it's already been mentioned a couple times around this table, and I know some of the listeners out there, when they hear the word God, are going to freak out. And I know me personally, I have a different definition of a God than two of the people at this table. And you haven't heard my definition of it. Exactly. And that's why I know it's different than mine, and that's the best part. <laughs> the fact that we can sit down and have a conversation about this higher power that works in our lives in a lot of different ways. I know my higher power is different than Joey's because I've heard him talk about it more than one occasion. And I'm looking forward to eventually hearing your definition of a higher power, or God, or however you call it. But I just love, and I just wanted to mention that where for the listener out there, we have a whole wide range, and this isn't going to be a strictly Jesus is the answer. This isn't going to be you should be a Wiccan and go out and pray to the trees. It's going to be just a general conversation where a lot of different stories have are going to be interweaving about our relationship with our higher power, but I just want to let everybody know that it's a lot different for me compared to maybe you or even Joey. So I just want to right. throw that out there. Well, and... um yeah, I mean, by all, by all means, there's no way to separate right. where where each of us comes from in regard to that that topic. Exactly, and that may be a topic down the road for us to actually get into. Is that um, is where that where that sits for all of us, and and where we come to with it. We'll title that one the deep track. Yeah, because that's going to get go. deep in a hurry. <laughs> there you go. But um, but no, I think that's a valid point. You know, um, and while each of us comes from our standpoint of faith, where it is something. Um, that's obviously a part of our story and a part of a part of My our main perspective. Thing is just, we don't life. have a monopoly on God or a higher power here. We're no, not monopoly is a to, whole different game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to try to tell you one way or the other how to believe. Yeah, I definitely go for Boardwalk and Park Place. Yeah, so you <laughs> every time, all the time. I'll take Marvin Gardens. And, yeah, I mean you pass it. Keep I, it simple. Oh my Let's gosh! If you land on it, you're screwed. But hey, <laughs> for the most part, you can get past it most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do you have difficulty with control in your life at all, or not really, Scott? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. I I, I feel that um, well, I'm the oldest out of all of us. I'm pretty sure. Not by much. How old are you? I'm 45. Oh, you're way older. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm 37. All I'm right. Definitely the youngest at 33. Yeah, yeah. JoJo's the JoJo's <laughs> like the I threw definitely just so yeah. that they knew. But but we've in case all you got, didn't know the math. We, we've all got enough life under our belts, you know, to, to definitely have, have learned a, a bunch of different lessons. But um, yeah, control for me is one of those things that I, I, I've, I learned I don't have it, you know? Um, and I, I don't know that I feel the need to struggle for it as much as um, I'm reminded sometimes that, that my perspective assumes it. You know, 
I mean, there's times when I think, okay, why is this going wrong? What's you know, my frustration sets in because I had expectations. Well, I had expectations because I thought it was supposed to go a certain way, and inside of that, then I now try to force things because of my expectations. And whenever I whenever I step back from that and say, okay, it doesn't have to go the way that I was expecting it to go, but it's easy to get caught up in that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So. Whenever I can, whenever that can trigger for me, then I don't have issues. Like there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? There is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not, not that we hate cats. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan myself, but, um, but uh, so anyway, so I mean, you've got these different, these different ways that things can go, things then, and so much of that comes out of control because, because expectations are born out of a sense of, this is the way I think it should be. The problem with my control issue, like I won't, sort of what you were talking about, where if I just accept that I'm not in control, the problem is I'm knee deep in it before I realize that I've been trying to pull every string involved to try to make it go right. exactly the way I want. Right, right. And by that point, it's like, well, now you've got yourself jammed up and now I got to control my <laughs> way to get back out of it. It's not as easy as just throwing my hands up and saying, okay, you win. Right. Go ahead, go ahead. You back in control. <laughs> I hear you. Now I got to fix the situation and now I'm back even controlling more and it just seems to double and double the pawn of itself. And before you know it, you got a whole week where you were the dictator of the week and it blew up in your face time after time because you were afraid <laughs> to step back and let somebody else take control. Right. Because there's there's humility involved in that. Absolutely. I mean, there's a there's a humble a humbleness, or you know that that you've got to assume to be able to say it's not it's not in my control. And that's not in our DNA. At least mine. I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't have that gene in me that very often says, "Oh yeah, go ahead, you can take control." Like we were just mentioning with the cars and the driving. I used to get car sick like crazy, and I relate it now related to. I had to be driving. And I, even as a young kid, like I always had to be looking out the window. So if I was behind dad's seat or mom's seat, I couldn't see the road. So I would get sick. And it's just like, this is ridiculous. So I'd always have to sit in the middle and on those old fashioned cars with a little lap belt, I'd have it super loose. So I could almost be practically sitting in the front seat, looking out the front window. <laughs> I'm 11 years old. I shouldn't even be having these type of issues, but I wanted to make sure I knew what was going on. And then when I started driving, I had to be the driver and which led to obviously a lot of adventures if you're drunk on top of that. But again, topic for a different show. Right. But now that I've kind of tried to release the control of my life, I'm able to sit as a passenger and not get as sick as I used to. It's kind of one of those like revelations. I still do get a little car sick, but nothing like it used to be. Right. And I don't know if that's me finally just saying, I don't have to drive or I don't have to be in control of this car trip. They're obviously qualified. The state gave them a license just like they gave me a license. We'll obviously get there. for me to pee every 15 minutes. I do. That's the hard part to convince them to do that. I have a very, very small bladder. Well, um, well on, that, on that end... Uh, <laughs> we'll, Speaking we'll, of that, I could take a break. And yeah, we'll, right we're going to take a break. We'll, we'll actually wrap this one up, and uh, and we'll come back next time. But um, thank you guys so much for uh, for downloading this, for listening. We we definitely appreciate it. Uh, something we'd ask you to do is to go onto iTunes or wherever you we pulled this podcast from, subscribe to it, um, and uh, get ready for those automatic downloads as they come. As we and push share with your out. friends, let's get share, the word share out with about your friends. number three. It's as you as you can probably tell, we've um, we all have a different backgrounds, but um, but a lot of this, as we've tried to pick those three words, are inspire, 
uh, motivate and educate. And some of this is going to come from a recovery background. Some of it's going to come just from general life. Some of it's going to come from stories of other people that we're hoping to get into and, uh, and get them into the studio as, as we begin to talk. Joey already has, has a bucket list of who he'd like to try and get on that, <laughs> uh, on that short list. So, um, so we're going to wrap it up today. Thank you again so much for listening. Go to iTunes, uh, subscribe, leave some comments. We appreciate it. In control. And yeah, there you go. That's in your control. <laughs> Take care of that. Please get, don't mess it up. Get it done. 